better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to Martin. Uh, welcome to episode 270 of Blurred R Us. Now both of us have upgraded our microphones. Um, yep. Hopefully the sound quality sounds even more superb. Um, today's going to be a fairly short one. Um, Bank Holiday Monday um, over here in the UK. And uh, mm-hmm. haven't got as much watched as I would like to have watched. Um, part of that has just been, you know, American football, being a bit, bit busy with life. Um, another part of it is that when I last spoke to Martin, he was like, I'm not going to watch Visions. I'm not going to watch any of the new Star Wars stuff. And then literally like on Friday, he was like, yeah, I'll finish season two. And I was like, what? Nah, if you've watched season two, I've got to watch season two. Um, <laughs> so that is definitely going to be the one of the main things that we talk about today. And yeah, um, yeah man, it's just been, you know, I've, I've finally caught up to... Um, Demon Slayer season three slash season four. Um, the, reason nice. why, the reason why I say slash is because depending on where you're watching Demon Slayer, whether it's Netflix or Crunchyroll, um, Netflix has like Mugen Train as one season and Entertainment District as another season. Um, mm. Which for me, that like that works out. Do you know what I mean? That checks out. Um, but other people um, don't consider Mugen Train Entertainment District as one season which is it's not it's it's the film so it's a film that they've broken up into parts so yeah i'm taking it as that's that i'm taking that as it's not even a season okay so then that means technically then the sword village is season three then yeah all right cool so i'm up to date on the uh, sword village um mm-hmm. good good seasons one to three whole chicken um there's been five episodes of um sword village mm-hmm. right now i'm I'm going to be very harsh and very critical. I'll give you a free piece, but that's only because obviously like two things. One, we're only five episodes in. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot more episodes to go before the end of the season. We get to like, you know, the con- epic conclusion because with Demon Slayer, the, the, like the final five episodes where they do like the, the epic boss fights here yeah, have yeah. all been so sick in it. So, I'm, uh, you know, oh, they have. right now it's the early stages. Secondly, yeah, I'm not in love with the intro and outro of the season so far. Do you know, I think my favorite intro was probably... Season one. Uh, it's, between, it's between season one and season two. Season one for me was the one that absolutely banged. Like, it, 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 and again, I always say, yeah, if an anime mm. doesn't have an epic like opening season like with the intro it's very yeah. like it's very hard for me to rate as a as a as a top anime in it and like mm-hmm. i said season one yeah just absolutely just friggin look at that that just oh, yeah, season one, oh, season one and season three for me. That's what I'm saying. Season one, season two. Sorry, first, season first, one, first twenty seconds, yeah, and you're just already into the hype, and you're just like, yeah, this, no, this is this bang, this this bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season, no, totally agree. Season two was good. Hmm. Season two was good, but oh, sorry, doing a bloody survey on YouTube. <laughs> of all times to do a uh, survey. Yeah, this one. Absolutely shocking behavior. See, this was hard as well. I know, I know it's hard as season one, but again, 
you're very nice. Mm. But with season three so far, I find myself skipping it at the moment. But do you know what? It's not so intros, outros. Yeah, I get that one thing. But actually, I'm really enjoying the story here. Um, of course, I'm someone who's already read the manga, completed Same. the manga. Same. So um, there you go. So I'm just um, right now for me, the main thing about um, Demon Slayer is just the animations. The animations have been so damn crisp. And it goes without saying that the new slate of anime, I think since 20, maybe either 2019 or 2020, mm. uh, perhaps 2021 have all been super crisp um and yeah it just goes to show um you know just how far anime has come even so so much so that even i watch it on my phone for example so yesterday i had america football game which we won by the way um against uh what's called southampton solent um we i ended up watching um, demon slayer on the way back and yeah it looks so crisp on my phone absolutely enjoyed it um this was, was the latest episode as well uh episode five which dropped yeah literally yesterday as well so um i'm up to date yeah um but yeah for me it's just i i think you know what when i watch these new slayer anime i always i have to think back to um you know anime of the past and stuff like that. i know we've already had a conversation about you know animes that sort of fit the mold of previous ones like say to etc um yes i am class one piece is still ongoing um yeah. came, you know in in the uh, 90s um, late 90s i think or maybe the early 2000s anyway mm. um, you're you're sorry you're breaking up a little bit so just oh, i might be a little right, close to the mic yeah all right cool we'll do mm. yeah but um honestly demon slayer i mean it doesn't break the mold in terms of its story but it's just such a compelling story about you know about an older brother just trying to basically get his sister back to normal by taking on this task of defeating demons right um so yeah i mean it's, i mean it's absolutely amazing if anyone is yet to jump onto um onto demon slayer please do i i 100 percent recommend um everyone watched it watch this as well um because also it's got a short uh seasons i mean i think season one of episodes or something like that mm-hmm. um and I'm sure it's going to be the same for season two. I mean, yes, yeah, so it's the same for season two. I'm sure it's going to be the same for season three. So, yeah, I mean, it won't take you long at all to catch up. So yeah. please do if you haven't already. Um, all right. For anyone that's watching Demon Slayer right now, um, fast forward for the next, like, 60 to 90 seconds, yeah, because I want to ask a question that is slight spoilery for the next episode. Um, So fast forward 90 seconds. All right. Is it Gen Genrusu, the kid with the gun? Yeah. Does he? All right. Again, it's been so long ago since I read the manga. Yeah. Does he? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Does he not get his powers from like eating demons? Yeah, he does. Okay. Okay. Cool. Because I was watching, I was just like, because they ended it just as you saw his face, and I was like, for fuck's sake, like I can't remember exactly what happened. All right. Cool. Mm. All right. We are back. Thank you uh, for those that fast forwarded like 69 seconds. Um, I didn't want to spoil anything for you. Um, obviously, we kind of already jumped into our week, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to just continue a little bit and just say that, you know, for anyone that might be listening for the very first time, we at Blurs R Us have a very unique rating system. We call it the chicken rating system. If we think something's absolutely dead, it gets bones. Cool. Next up is cool chicken, then half chicken, free piece. As the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Um, let's go straight into Star Wars Visions. Actually, um, yeah, boy, we, we we neither of us. Well, no, actually, let me let me just say, I finished Bad Batch season two. Yeah, good, good. Um, I I I didn't cry, but it, I I got very sad when one of the Bad Batch clones uh died. Um, mm. Well, so, uh, assuming he's dead, you know, if you don't see a body, you never know in it. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, uh. That was quite sad to see. Uh, I liked how in this season, Omega wasn't as useless as she was in season one. Yeah, um, definitely. And then, um, yeah, I'll give it over a free piece. Um, what, what would you rate Bad Batch? I can't remember if you gave it right in the last episode. Um, I give it a three piece okay. because um, Bad Batch for me is one of those um, stories that, I mean, it fits in literally between the fall of the Jedi and A New Hope. Um you know, in addition to sort of everything else, yeah, in addition to all the other stories, I'm um, looking at Rebels, um, 
I can't really I can't really off the rest of the list of the answer from the top of my head, but um, you know all those in between stories between um, episode three and episode four, and um, this part is very very crucial. Um, I think Nana, you were saying this that um, was I think Palpatine um, sort of has like a backup plan for everything. Yes, I don't know whether it was yes. Of, uh, yeah, so one of the guys on uh, Bloods Rust group chat, but um, yeah, he does have literally a plan for everything. So in eventuality that one of his plans get discovered, he's able to quickly um, um, strip himself of all responsibilities um, regarding regarding that issue. Um, you know, he's able to explain the way that, you know, rogue agents who are doing their own thing, but he's always able to turn the, the tables on people who accuse him of stuff. Um, it just shows you just how, um, how much of a politician um, Palpatine is. Um, let alone being the Lord of the Sith. So um, all that was interesting. And what I'm talking about specifically is uh, some clone troopers banding together to to form a rebellion, basically. Yeah. Um, if anyone's seen or read the old um, uh, Star Wars Legends stuff, um, they'll know. I keep, this is why I keep mentioning Battle you No, know, because there was um, a time where, or a part of the story where Darth Vader and the 501st, the original 501st, mm -hmm. um, went to Kamino to also destroy the facility there. Um, so it's clone against clone, brother against brother. Um, yeah. And just it being such a compelling story because obviously we've grown up where, you know, we've grown up with the clones literally from uh, episode two all the way to um, episode three and when they turn against the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just so excited to see what happens there. So we get a battle of Camino esque um, finish to the bad batch. Mm. Um. So yeah, that, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Obviously, at Star Wars Celebration, they announced they're going to be doing a season three of Bad Batch. Um. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they'll. You know, that will be the final season. Uh, we'll get a complete story, and we're not like potentially left wanting more, or waiting for more. Um. All right, so I want to pull up my notes of Star Wars Visions. Now, I unfortunately didn't get every studio um, that each episode That's was right. about um, because I think what was very different about season two is that season one felt that a lot of the studios were like just Japanese studios. Um, yeah. And with like telling their own different flair where this felt like more of an international project and we got like a lot more different cultures and different um how do i put this um ethnicities um yeah their take on a star wars story um which i think benefited in terms of interesting viewpoints of how people view star wars yeah but i think it did hamper it a little bit in in, in terms of how interesting the stories were now this is just obviously like a, a general generalization of season two but i felt like season one had a lot more episodes where i was like ah oh, this needs to be continued like i want to see more i want to know more where I, I think so too in season two i think there was maybe like two episodes where i was like yeah no nah, i need to see more of this like i need to know where the story goes um mm. there was a lot of interesting art styles um but overall i would give this a half chicken maybe um okay borderline free but I'm gonna go with half chicken because the first couple of episodes I was a little bit bored um anyway, anyway let me let, let me get your your surface overview views and then we'll kind of go into a little bit episode by episode okay so if anyone loves love death and robots they're going to love this because um love death and robots and um Star Wars visions are the same in terms of having um multiple studios having their take on you know, on various things. Love Death of Robots, obviously you can see the how different each um, episode is. And with Visions, it's pretty much the same. None of them are um, um, serialized off of one another, if that's even the right word to use. Um, so basically, they're their own standalone story, but I just... Anthologies. It's an anthology, that, thank you very much. for. Yeah, so, um, anthologies. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's so nice to see just different works and like i said different works different studios different countries um inverted commas take on uh star wars because there are loads of star wars fans out there and 
Star Wars borrows heavily from, you know, um, I believe it's Japanese culture in a sense of how stoic um, Jedi are. And it's supposed to be reminiscent of uh, Samurai, for example. Mm -hmm. You have fighting styles that are born from various um, 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 cultures. So um, so, um, including, um, you know, the Samurai culture from from Japan. Um, Also looking at Western cultures, so like fighting stars things like that mm-hmm. it's just a compelling story and i really love how um this one touches on what i believe to be the fall of the jedi so this it feels like it, for some of these it's after the um literally after um the events of season sorry episode three um revenge of the sith but i'm still liking very much how everything's done um you know i'm always i'm always happy i'm always happy to see just the various stories that unfold from star's visions and this has i mean soul's visions has longevity i mean it can go on for for yeah. years yeah. just pumping out whatever story needs to be pumped out um who knows they may even have people they may even have like you know else else tale stories where you have characters from the star wars universe just popping in and out, you know maybe in passing or that mm. um so yeah, I mean it's vast. Um, there's a lot of potential for it. I give it a three piece. Okay. Um, in fact, do you know what? I give it a whole chicken just because I like. I'm a massive one. I'm a massive Star Wars fan, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna be biased to it anyway. Yeah. But it's also like the culmination of all the different works that are there and different studios um, working together to produce this. Um, some are collaborations, but all in all, all of it just adds to the the Star Wars Visions um series. So yeah, the whole chicken. For- okay. Cool. 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 Um. I don't remember all the episodes, so episode one, I've just put that interesting art style, I'll give it a half chicken. Yeah, that was uh, Sith. Episode one was Sith. Um, I did like the, the art style. Um, it felt very... Uh, I don't know the word... I don't know quite the word for it, right? But it felt like... Um, oh, what's the one I'm looking for? Okay. if I mean, I'm sure there are people out there, I mean, listeners who are artsy, who are going to be shouting out, you know, it's like surrealism or what else? Because the animation was kind of like shell shade, no? Yeah, well, it did feel a bit cell shaded, but it also felt like um, like watching, like say, I don't know, um, oh, the it, the name comes and goes. So the way to describe this art piece, it's almost like you have um, abstract, abstract. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Got there. Oh. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it's been a while since since I did art. <laughs> it's been years. Yeah, so it felt a bit abstract in the way of how just you had the various colors either in the background or in the forefront. You had, um, I, I really liked how color played a lot of, um, uh, influenced the story itself or, or drove the narrative um, because you could see that everything was bright and colorful in in. <laughs> In this in this world um you know this ex sith um um person literally getting on with the day um i believe they were trapped on his world uh, try to find pieces to stick together to then you know blast off or maybe she was, she was just in hiding but anyway um it's just the fact that you could see that when things became very dire um there was a lot more dark colors thrown in there well when she was discovering i think a sith holocron or something like that or she sensed um something dark you can see that darkness was there darkness was following her um leading up to where um one of the sith i think it may have been even an inquisitor or something but um i'm oh, sorry no inquisitor he was a sith um one of the sith was out there looking for her you can yeah, see that he, 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 he was he was the original master and she yeah, was the apprentice. yeah so you can see just how the dark shadows were sort of like sort of um making their way into into certain scenes and following her things like that so um yeah it was very very well done um i, I really enjoyed it um once that i liked as well was in the stars which was um hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. Because I'm, I'm going through episode by episode so let's just go hey, all right cool so next one is screeches uh, reach then screeches reach uh episode two uh i just put i was not a fan of the voice acting in this one and I gave it a mm-hmm. core chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so this one was, yeah, it was okay, I guess, this one. 
Um, like I mean, I don't, I don't really mind the voice acting because it's again because it's visions and everything just all of not really all over the place, but because it's done by different studios. Um, I felt that it was. I mean, I felt that it, it delivered what it needed to deliver. Mm. Um, I didn't enjoy this one as much as um, I did the other episodes, though. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from this one. <laughs> cool. Uh, episode three, I gave this on a free piece. Uh, my little only little notes is that I would have liked to have seen more from this tribe of Force users because they weren't necessarily Jedi's per se but they were uh, a race of people that were at one with the force and could use the force in quite interesting ways. Yeah. Yeah, so I give it on a free piece. Yeah, in, in the stars, I give a free piece. So I didn't give a rating for Screech's Reach. So Screech's Reach, I'll give a half chicken. Um, obviously, it was because, I mean, the story around Screech's Reach was that there was a girl who was in a mining community. Um, and then... Um, she ends up meeting a Jedi because she's power and she has to make a choice of whether to stay with her family or to leave as she chooses to leave encouraged by um, her father figure. So, um, or, or, or older brother figure. So yeah. um, it, it just pulled more at the, at the heartstrings knowing that for, for, for me anyway, knowing that she, she'll probably never see them again as in the Jedi way. And they cut all, um, attachments. Um, wait, hold so, on. What episode are you talking about? I think you're talking about a different episode. No, Screech's Reach. Is that the one where the, the 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 girl goes into the cave? There was another one where the girl girl goes to the cave, but Screech's Reach is the one where they're in the mining community. Remember, there was like a little alien. It's like a little alien girl. There's a, like a human looking girl, and then there's the human looking brother or or, or, or father figure. Oh, I do. No, I, I'm I'm not remembering this correctly at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I think my episode three was the one with the um. Ah, oh, not the no, one. no. I'll, I'll talk about episode two right now. So I'm now going to episode three. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Yeah, sorry, my sorry, bad. but I'll say that because I forgot what it was. Um, because I I just remember what the story was. I was just talking about it quickly. Um, so right, so episode so episode three in the stars. Um, created by uh, Punk Robot um, Studios in that, that base in Chile. Um, yes, yeah, so like you, I really enjoyed the um, sisters. Um, obviously, one older, one younger. Um, both force sensitive. Um, this is uh, this is set after well during the time of the fall of the Jedi. So they are literally trying to um, escape the eyes of the empire because we all know that once jedi or force sensors are found by the empire either they get conscripted to become um um to become inquisitors, inquisitors or they end up being killed um uh, outright mm -hmm. so this is the one where they would have been killed outright again a touch of story about you know um sibling love um you know doing everything um in order to save your to save your yeah. yeah really good story um i really liked the um was it the empire general um she just screamed evil right from the get-go and yeah. she for me it's like she she had a lot of different uh characters from um the empire rolled into her one of them being Tarkin, another one being maybe a bit thrown-esque in, in certain ways um or maybe maybe not so much um um thrown but um definitely that sort of um superiority complex because they're in a high position in the empire and they're able to command um vast majorities of uh, units battalions etc they have this sort of um sense of power and you know when that power stripped from them they just they, they turn into absolute cowards and we saw that um as as um the sisters managed to wipe out the their troops by pulling down the water a water tank yeah um so again, that was uh, that was very satisfying to see, but just another um, heartfelt story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next one is episode four. I am your mother. Um, this one had a uh, almost Wallace and Gromit style to it. Um, it's because it's made by the same people that made Wallace and Gromit. Okay, see, I knew, like, I knew, I knew it was a little similar. Yeah, Ardman Animations, um, okay. Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, etc. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, okay. Um, that I did, I'm I'm pretty confident that they're UK based, right? Yeah, UK based. Okay, cool. Um, this episode was fun, yeah, but it didn't like excite me. Uh, I did chuckle at the little mini Death Star. Um, so I give this a, a one a half chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, yeah. So this one I'll give. Uh, so was this the one where it was um a race? Yeah, the family the race. With the the family race. Yeah. Junkyard. Yeah. Yeah. This one I'll give. I'll give a half chicken. Um, what I like about it is, it it, it for me it sort of screams um like man, maybe teenage rebellion or or you know not really liking what it is that your parents do that can basically you know when you have someone grateful right mm-hmm. um your mother tries to do everything for them they just don't want to take it because they feel that the, their parents is, is embarrassing them or this that and the other um that's what came across to me but i like the ending of it you know um through adversity obviously during the race and everything um the daughter started appreciating the mother more um just the mother being so adventurous um brave but also very calm under pressure i thought it was cool um it didn't feel it didn't feel like these people these characters in particular force sensitive if, if, if you know what i mean or even yeah, jedi yeah, but no. felt like it was some sort of rebellion against the empire because they were racing against an um um i want to say general as well so it was still that thing of the rebels versus the empire and race on that. So again, it was also the fun watch, and I really appreciated that it was a studio that Chicken Run, uh, Wurzel Gromit, um, Sean the Sheep. So um, you know, I, I mean, I like I like st- um, stop motion animation, especially from Ardman Studios. So this this was uh, this was a good one. Um, so like I say, half chicken for me. Yeah, uh, episode five for me was the best animation so far. Um, it was very anime inspired. Um, we had like the Naruto statues from the um, final battle between Naruto and Sasuke with the two statues. Um, yeah, and uh, the speech at the end was very deep as well by um, the Jedi, where he was like, "I needed this mission." Uh, I can't remember the exact words, but he, what what he said was very inspiring. I was like, "Okay, I see." Yeah. Um, so yeah, this episode gets a free piece, man. Like I, I, it was one of my favorite episodes so far yeah this for me felt typically typically star wars like because um at the end of every padawan's um so basically before a padawan can become a full-fledged jedi they have to forego a test right the test is something that's personal to them um in this case for this character it was um having to avenge their master basically and just this just the battle of being a jedi because jedi is supposed to be very um centered in the force um you know not straying away from the light um avoiding all the dark um and obviously trying to um try to manage your your emotions be it anger be it love etc and you can see you can definitely see the battle this this character's having between between the two um i mean to the point where i don't think he even killed the um the sith lord i think the bombs went off and then that's what that's what killed the sith lord wasn't it um when they're on top of the statues mm. and that massive explosion happened but um it, yeah it was just really good really good animation clean crisp animation um this felt like the most star wars like episode for me um just because it felt like it was um at the height of the of the um of i say the the jedi order um just before the fall so yeah it's, it just felt really really nice um looked really good as well um so yeah appreciate it um also just just for background um this episode was created by studio Merc uh, company limited um which is a south korean animation company um founded by jamie Young- who also previously worked on Avatar the Airbender animation. Okay. So I thought that was a little, uh, that'll be a little interesting uh, bit that I added to, uh, to this. Nice. All right. Uh, so that was Journey to the Dark Head. Uh, the next one's Spy, the, the Spy Dancer. Okay. This was another good episode. This was like yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Um, I, in my notes, I've got that. This is the best episode so far and I need a continuation. Mm. Um, this episode gets a whole chicken. 
Um, I like, like, I like the different art style, like the flowing dancing movements. Uh, yeah, I like the whole idea of like rebels owning, um, owning like a um, a burlesque show kind of place. Um, obviously yeah, about, like the stripping elements to it. Um, and then you know using that as a way to like get information from um, oh, what do you call it? From the rebel, not the rebels. What's it called? The empire. And then yeah, the fact that she had like a tragic backstory where. Um, you know, she sees her son that was taken away from her and ah, oh, like it was just so compelling. And the fact that it ended with that, she sent him a thing that's got like an image of her, but then also yeah. that she had, we saw at the end that she got a tracker on it. I thought that was sick. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, best episode. Um, best episode, my favorite episode of the season two and um, mm-hmm. another one that I would like to have seen a continuation. Um, what is your take on the Mulan? I, I call it the Mulan Rouge episode, but it's called the Spider. <laughs> yeah, this one was a good one as well. Um, we didn't see any force powers in it. Like you said, this is just a rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just so cool seeing how um, as the character is dancing, she ends up throwing very accurately tracking beacons onto onto the onto the Empire. Um, uh, so, uh, sorry, Imperial soldiers there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously this is all data gathering, information gathering, um, which is all she obviously... Ex- um, and it's also a place where a lot of the... like to go to because she's an amazing dancer, mm. entertainer, etc. Um, but the story behind this all compelling because she has a very tragic... Her son was ripped from her, yeah. away from her, only to become... Um, an imperial officer, uh, or like officer. lieutenant, or like quite high ranking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so it was that struggle of her son has been indoctrinated to believe that the rebellion are these people who want all but to destroy. Am I am I even saying that their only purpose is to destroy the empire, right? Yeah. And of course, he'll feel that it's his responsibility to keep this this great order going not realizing, I guess, the damage that it's actually doing to other people. Um, but it's it's also seen his realization that maybe she's telling the truth. Maybe she actually is my mother and that kind of thing. So, again, it just, it just tugged at your heartstrings. I think mm-hmm. this episode and um, um, Journey to the Dark End are probably my, my two favorite episodes, um, purely because of just... Of just <clears throat> It, 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 for me, it basically feels like the most Star Wars um, out, out of all the others. And I guess I guess the Sith as well, the episode called Title of the Sith. Um, but yeah, I give I give this one a whole chance. Nice. Uh, the next two episodes is the Bandits of Golak. Um, I've called it a Cowboy episode. Uh, <laughs> this gets a, a, a free piece from me. Actually, no, this gets a whole chicken as well. Um, mm. This has the best fight scene in all nine episodes. Um the Inquisitor looked really evil. And then when yeah. he drew for the double lightsabers as well, I was like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, let's go. Yeah. Um, and oh, you're, you're like what I said as well. The fact that this was actually, this actually borrows a lot from, um, I want to say, I hope I don't get as strong. Cowboys, like, Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Like, like, like literally, literally Indian Indians. So we're not, yeah. we're not talking Native Americans. We're talking people from like South, South Asia. Like, like, Indians, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, that region. Yeah. Um, but so, I, I liked it because it's the first time I've seen Star Wars done in, um, that, that basically reflects an actual living, real-life community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the accents right there, get right, right there, then obviously, um, Indian people, people from that region speaking English in their, in their accents, it just felt so, I, I could, I could relate to it. Do you know what I mean? How many times I walked with or met friends, family who've got accents like that and, you know, you're just like, it just felt very personable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that you, in, uh, you had, it had a lot of uh, cultural, I guess, Bits of the culture also um, brought into this episode. For example, you have saris, you have come what it's called bindis. That's the one. That's that's the marking on the forehead. Um, 
It just, yeah, and even I think even the food that they were eating for me, like you know, big dishes, big metal dishes, um, eating with the hands and stuff. Like that again, it just felt very relatable as well. I mean, Ghana is not that, that dissimilar to India in terms of um, you know eating with hands and that kind of thing. Um, the whole family community. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. The Inquisitor, like you said, looked absolutely menacing. I'm not gonna lie, in my head, like it kept screaming genie to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, um, but yeah, he was absolutely menacing. Um, just his whole demeanor. Um, of course, you have you had the sister, um, the young sister who was trying to sort of hide the powers, but she couldn't because again, part of being force sensitive is that if your emotions aren't under control, it's very hard to to control the force the way you want to um so that was again something that was reminiscent that's reminiscent of anything Wars. um and then you had the i want to say the village who ended up being a jedi and she was amazing oh my whole she was, um, she was on smoke yeah like the whole the fight scenes were amazing and again when you watch um bollywood films i'm not gonna lie the fight scenes are out Pardon me, the fight scenes and stunts are absolutely outlandish, mm-hmm. but it works very well in Star Wars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, this I give it three. Um, absolutely, I absolutely loved it. And I, in fact, you know, I actually forgot about this episode until you mentioned the Bands of Golak. Yeah, um, sick episode. Best. Yeah, so again, this it, is it's, not, it's not the best episode. I think, um, uh, which one was it? The Moulin Rouge was the best episode. Not the Moulin Rouge. What's the real name? Spy Dance was the best episode, but the um, Bandits of Gola had the best fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely agree on that one. Um, episode eight was the mine episode uh, called the Pit. Um, I give this one a free piece, and this is another episode that I would like to see it continued and see like where it, it goes from there. Not an action-packed episode, but it was very like thought-provoking yeah i agree i agree um this one yeah with this one it just felt like it's literally what the empire does right gets a group of people gets like a village or something mine for us okay now they finished mining we're just going to literally abandon you that's it there don't really care about the people who are there and Obviously, that's what triggers people to become rebels because, I mean, how dare you come to my place of living, order me to do stuff with your weapons drawn at us, and then you're just forced to do it, otherwise die. And then once we do it, it's not as if we get a reward for doing it or keep or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just end up being disposed of as, as, as easily as you were invaded. So that bit there really, um, really stuck um, in my mind. And then... That was it. They're forced to dig kyber crystals. The kyber crystals are used for two things. One for um, uh, creating um, lightsabers. Lightsabers. Mm-hmm. But the other one to power the Death Star. Yes. So again, that's that's why that's why these people have been used the way they were used. Um, yeah, this story was compelling because you had the brother who was obviously who tried his best to dig out, get help, and all that stuff um end up you know being thrown down as well and whatever the case is yeah uh, you, got you, got da- you got dashed back in the pit i was like hey he did all that just to get thrown back in there and die because of the height yeah yeah absolutely absolutely horrible but um again i mean this is this is what the empire does and this episode doesn't shy away from you know the of the empire so um, this is a three piece and the animation was very good too yeah um, last episode episode 9 uh, is titled I I use song now yeah um, do you have the um, country that animation studio is from for this one um, this is by Triggerfish who are based in South Africa okay because I wasn't too sure it had the the African vibe with some of the names and stuff, but I wasn't, I couldn't nail it down. So yeah. hearing that it's a South African studio, that kind of makes sense hearing that now. Um, I got this episode of Free Piece. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting to see, uh, hear some of the law um, in regards to the Kyber crystals and how it needed to be cleansed. Um, 
and it was interesting seeing that and and seeing that get done um, in a weird and different way. And also the art style was quite interesting as well. Um, yeah. So I give it a free piece. Um, what what was your thoughts on this episode? Yeah. So this episode, I'm not gonna lie, I actually struggled to keep awake for this episode because I watched everything in one massive. Oh. I basically binge watched this. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you're right. The animation style was was. Um, it was just it was just different. It was different and it was easy on the eyes, something that kids would definitely love to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that her I don't know whether it was maybe it was her force powers or something, but they were triggered by her singing, which is unique. I've never seen that before. Maybe maybe I didn't take uh, that as force powers, I just took it as more as like her how she was like attuned to the force. Maybe yeah, maybe 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 it's maybe it's her being attuned to the force. That's how she attunes to the force by singing. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is how the Night Sisters interact with the with the force. Um, they do it vastly differently. Like it's like round the root of witchcraft rather than um, someone manipulating the force, like say Yoda or Anakin or um, um, what's his name, Darth Vader, not Darth Vader. Um, uh, Darth Sidious who is, or Darth Tyrannus or whatever his name is mm-hmm. but yeah um, I mean those are two separate people but anyway um, yeah it's just, just, just difference you know her singing and stuff but really cool animation which, um, it's definitely for a younger audience which is why I think I switched off from this one a little bit mm-hmm. but um, all in all it's something that I think um, yeah, yeah I, I think every season of uh, of Star Wars Visions should have an episode like this. That's just like that kids can enjoy because this was a really this was a really nice one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, what do you want to go Sweet Tooth next? Um, yeah, let's do Sweet Tooth next. Right, Sweet Tooth. I am on episode I think seven, mm-hmm. six. So I've not finished it yet. Um, but Sweet Tooth is uh, based on the comic of the same name written by Jeff Lemire and published by DC Comics. Um, it's yep. now on season two, which I want to say it dropped like last Wednesday. Um, it's following on like we 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 continue exactly where we left off, where um, Gus has been kidnapped by um, the last men. Um, we believe that uh, big man was dead. Um, yeah, and um, we now the doctor or the scientist doctor is it Doctor Singh? Ad, 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 Adi, 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 Adi Singh. Um, yeah, that he's trying to find a cure, and um, we discover like the reason why his wife's got a sick but is still alive is because he's been like injecting her with like is it like fluid from the the hybrids? Yeah, yeah. So the hybrids do end up dying, so that um his wife can have like another like week of extended living yeah which is kind of fucked up like he's just killing oh, all these... month. Another, another month of um of living yeah it's messed up man he's just killing these kids yeah and then later on like she starts to realize that like all her life being extended yeah is it worth um the kids dying and like she just now wants mm. to like not be involved and wants to um just kind of like just let life run its course and if she dies she dies if she lives she lives in it she don't really yeah. want them to be killing kids anymore um yeah. like i said i'm i'm six episodes in um i don't think it's as good as season one um i think season one was a lot better i think the pacing in season one was just you know went along i don't know if smooth is the right word but the pacing yeah. season one just went for me just felt a bit better this one's something is dragging a little bit um We've now got like loads of hybrid kids, and like some of them are just like super background characters and don't need to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Will they or won't they escape the prison? Will they get rescued? Will they won't? Like, I'm kind of just bored of it. I, I, I kind of wish they just went saved them the first time around, and then like maybe like they were on the run from the last men and they were going to constantly getting pursued. And then, yeah, but what I will say, I've, been, I've just been introduced to um, a new set of characters. Um, one of them is Mrs. Mrs. Shang. Hey, she is cold blooded, and um, yeah. I cannot wait to uh, see what they do with the rest of the season. Like I said, I've got two more episodes left. Uh, wait, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, three episodes left, and then um, uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure my rating's not gonna go up anymore. Um, <laughs> I do hope by the end of this, it like 
wraps up the story or wraps up as much of the story as possible because mm-hmm. um, I, I've not really heard many people talking about this season. So I don't know whether it's going to do enough numbers to get a season three. And you know how Netflix are notorious of cancelling things before they get finished. And um, yeah. unfortunately, I don't have the time to go pick up the comic book to find out how it how it ends or how it very um the comic book varies from the an- um, the anime how the comic book varies from the uh, Netflix show. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I hope it gets completed nicely. And um, what side goes across the list? Um, what are your thoughts and what is your rating for Sweet Tooth season two? Um, I liked I liked uh, Sweet Tooth season two. Um, it's um so. The pacing is different because in season one, you're looking at trying to, um, you're you're looking at trying to basically piece together a world that all you know is that you have kids that are hybrids, people are dying, and um, people are on the hunt for those hybrids, right? That's, That's all you know. So season one was a lot of world building because you're trying to figure out where they are in the world so you know that it's in the us uh yellowstone park you know that um there's these people called the last the last men that are obviously trying to they, they have an agenda against them you don't really figure it out and just how xenophobic they are is a c- is xenophobic even the right word yeah um basically if you're if you don't look human then we're going to basically just uh kill you um so all of that was world building, which I thought was interesting because when people are trying to piece together, I think the exciting type of series is some other part of the so you know you know nothing about. Yeah, you need, my, 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 you need to talk into the mic or move the mic close to your mouth. All right, so um, try yeah, try to piece together all of that. I think that's the exciting part of it. Whereas everything has now been established in uh, Sweet Tooth, so. Now the story is just about trying to save these save these kids, these hybrid kids, right? And so I'm hoping that I'm I'm just there's just, just a bit of a I'm gonna say a spoiler warning, Nana, especially for you, because you're episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um I will do my best to talk around the stuff that uh, you have. Talk, talk, talk about it, talk about it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um so Gus, sorry. So let's start with uh, with uh, Big Man, uh, Thomas Jefford, right? So Big Man, we find out that he hasn't died from that sniper shot; that he's actually still alive. And he ends up meeting up with um, with Amy Eden, who's the mother or adoptive mother of Wendy. Um, you know, they band together. They band together to take down. Pardon me, to take down General Abbott. Um, so I really like that because, you know, through the course of this, you um, uh, Big Man reveals to Amy that he used to be a last man. This is the situation. Um, and this is why he did what he did. Um, he can't ever say that, you know, he didn't take one of her kids. But all he, all he could do is apologize for it. And obviously he's turned a new leaf. Otherwise, we wouldn't be going for save these kids. Yeah. Um, so a bit more about Jeffords' background. His child was a hybrid, and throughout the throughout his journey, he um I think this is just before he left the last men or this. It turned out that um he had asked for where his child was. Yeah. He was warned that you know you can only have your child for so long before someone else comes. Last men. Um, turns out that the child had already been gotten and they sort of delivered what I thought would be a body. Um, it wasn't even a body. It was just skull and bones. Yeah. So that, uh, I, I wanted to cry for him. Do you know what I mean? The only reason why you joined this insane cult or insane group of people is so that you could find your family only for them to say, I'm 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 sorry. You know, we did what we did. Did we did as last as the last men? So here's what's left of them, basically. Yeah. And you're just like, the fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for me, um, it goes a step further because I related to real life where you know you dehumanize people, you make them feel 
like they're othered, right? It gets to a point where people will start thinking that, you know, anyone that looks different to me, they're not even human. So I can go about, you know, doing whatever I can with them. If it means I, I, I wipe them out, so be it. And it's happened in, in history, in very modern history. So that's what that's what stood out to me um so there are times where i was thinking i just want that's what all these last last men guys to just like get completely wiped out right mm-hmm. um um you saw um aditya singh um the doctor he is someone who started off with good intentions but i think between him trying to save his wife between him trying to find a cure somewhere along the line he got corrupted right and um what was heart-wrenching for me as well is one of the kids that they end up discovering is uh some sort of crocodile alligator hybrid that can talk name is peter gus yeah. gus um gus was one i was able to speak with him yeah and he used peter in experiments to obviously not only find a cure which ended up not working mm-hmm. but also to um um prolong the the life of his wife and i was just like i understand how good men can be corrupted yeah and it was so sad to see that happen to him but i understood why it happened so again i mean you have to you have to super relatable um and then, of course, you have General Abbott and Johnny Abbott. Johnny being the, the brother of General Abbott, which is revealed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with this one, you could tell that Johnny was, who was always treated as second to, obviously, his brother, clearly. Um, but um, also, he had like a real relationship with uh, with Rani, who is Addie's Adi's wife. You know, her sort of telling him that, you know, you can't, Sorry, you've, you've um, got, you 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 keep cutting in and out. I don't know why. Oh, really? Okay, let's see if this works. Is this Bell? Yeah, maybe we put it there. Well, we'll, see. See. we'll see what happens. We'll see. It yeah. could just also be a Discord setting, but again, we'll play around. I'm, I'm hoping there. not because. <laughs> yeah. So, even even with um, those, you saw the relationship between um, both General Abbott and uh, Johnny. Um, you see that. Basically, basically, it just is. This season does well in humanizing people, understanding people's motives a bit better, yeah. um, seeing how people sort of change. But also, it lastly reveals to us the rest of the world what's actually happening, because it's only in this season that you see um, uh, Mrs. Zhang or Zhang. I don't know how to yeah. pronounce her. Yeah, her surname. But you do see her um, amongst. Uh, another three they're called the big three and they all have they all um own sort of different parts of um of the world i guess so in the u.s if um mrs Zhang is i think she's a maybe a weapons dealer or something um well she when he did the um his like uh pad he was like you're good with agriculture agriculture right so she's the agriculture person Mm -hmm. Then you have another group that were able, that were able to control water, right? Yeah. And then there was the last group who rode horses, and I have no idea what no, they so, did. So the, oh, the, the, the horse people, the, 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 horse, the horse people were the river people that controlled water access to water, and then right. the, the hippie people were the ones with the solar panels and could do electricity and stuff. Okay, yeah. So you can see just how important all those are to any 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 society, right? Water, food, and um, power. So again, it was it was interesting seeing that bit of world building building because we haven't seen any of that. We don't know who's able to provide electricity for all these people and the other. So yeah. seeing all of that again was really good for building. I'm, I'm interested to see what you've caught. I, I give this um I, I give uh, season two of um uh half chicken okay um, it's not as compelling as season one purely because um again world building right because mm. I'm because I'm discovering stuff the same t- as this at the same time as the it's more intriguing whereas in this case everything's settled but then obviously we see mrs young we um, the big three, the rest of the big three. So that 
But um, you also see uh, other characters, Becky, for example, and her journey to uh, going back to the uh, friends, friends, and animals, or whatever that group is called, with the young kids. Um, you see, or teenagers, I should say. Um, you see that General Abbott, for example, has like tanks and, and helicopters and stuff like that. You'll think it has one mass. Or yeah, I mean, all in all, half chicken, decent, a decency. Still think it's worth a watch. Mm, nice. Nice. All right. You haven't been able to watch Guardians yet, right? No, I have not. Okay. I'm going to give a very generic review. I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a very respectable pre-piece. Where? Free piece. Um, I think that you, as a comic book reader, and same with someone like Big T as comic book readers, might not love what they did with Adam Warlock. Um, mm. They kind of depowered his character a little bit. No, they depower everyone. Yeah, I know, I'm, but like this guy was meant to be hyped as like someone super sick in it, and they kind of. I want to say they used him as a joke character, but mm. he wasn't as prevalent in the film as I wanted him to be, and I thought he was gonna be. I thought yeah. he's gonna be be like one of the, like the major bad guys in it, but instead they just used him as a reason to get to the real bad guy and to like basically keep one of the characters out of the picture, um, which was a bit. So, he, so you're saying that he's just literally a plot device to just keep the story yeah. going. Yeah. And it was a bit jarring that they used him like that. Like he should have been uh, so much more. And the thing is, yeah, what's his name? Is it Adam Porter? Adam Poole? Yeah. Like I think he like like because he got jacked for the role, he looked the part in it. And I mm. felt like they could have given him so much more to do. Now I understand that like he's meant to be basically playing a baby, but they could have given him so much more to do, man. Um, mm. But in saying that, yeah. Um. Ah, uh, is it Iwiji? I'm, I'm I'm butcher's name. Hold on. I'll have lost it. <laughs> and you I, lost I it. just had it. Iwiji. Uh, I can't find his surname. Iwiji. But I'm just gonna say Iwiji. Basically, yeah, uh, the guy that plays the High Evolution, yeah, he's actually a really good villain. But then mm -hmm. Marvel do the same thing that they've been doing a lot of these in a lot of these movies. That like by the end of the movie, the villain's gone. Like this, oh, this, even even against the high evolutionary, this this villain should have been like survived this movie, and he should have been like a a threat and like someone lurking in the back. Like I'm not saying he should have been on Thanos level or or or, mm. or or Kang's level, but he should have been someone that survived and like kept on like fucking with our heroes in in other movies and other situations. Yeah. Um, because the the guy that played the high evolution actually smacked out of the park and like was menacing. Um, Chikudi Iwiji, and I'm definitely butchering that. The, I'm pretty sure that's a Nigerian Nigerian name. Um, mm. But yeah, he was fantastic, man. Like he was a great villain. So um, I what did I like? Action scenes are pretty cool. Um, there's a hallway scene similar to Daredevil um, that is pretty dope. Um, one thing that I will say, if you are an animal lover, um, go into this movie with a bit of caution. Um, there's um, a lot of scenes with like animal looking aliens. That's very, that can be very hard for some people. If you're like, you know, super duper, um, what you call, what's the word? Not pets, pet sensitive, but like if you're a big pet lover or you don't like seeing like, um, dogs get shot in films and stuff like that. Yeah, um, come prepared in it. Like it is is is, is mm. tough at, at certain points. Um, one of the guardians got get, get sidelined for majority of this movie. I didn't like that because I felt like he was one of the characters that probably like deserved to be in it more because like he's a really cool character, uh, especially the chemistry that we get with that character and grew in previous movies. Um, so there was a shame that they did that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Gamora's back. Uh, it was interesting how they handled that relationship um, with Peter Quill. Um, 
it 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 was it was a solid movie. Like what I think I needed I don't know, I think I needed something a little bit better in the last sequence. Mm-hmm. Um I'm starting to get fed up with all these kids in Marvel movies. Um not as bad <laughs> not as bad as Four Love and Thunder. But again, we had just bare little kids at the end of the movie, and I was just like, "Why?" Um, just, just didn't need to be. Um, and then some of the side characters as well. Like, I don't, I don't know if I love that they're gonna be um, proper characters moving forward. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I love that idea. Um, again, slight spoilers. Um, basically, by the end of the movie. Some of the guardians of the galaxy are like, well, I'm gonna do do my own thing, but I'll be back later. So then you're left with like a, a different guardians team than what we're used to and what we start off with, um, which is a bit of a shame. But free piece, really good, and um, I wouldn't say Marvel back at his best, but you know, out of some of the other stuff that they've put out is really enjoyable. From do you know what it is for me? Yeah, like back well, when Marvel was killing it, yeah. When I came out of a Marvel movie, I was like, you know what? I got to see this again, like right now. Mm. Like literally, I'll go see it at two o'clock. By the time I come out at like four or five o'clock, I'm just like, you know what? That movie was so sick. I'm going to the six o'clock showing. I come out of yeah. these movies now. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going home. Like literally, I was like, yeah, that was a good movie. I'm going home. Um, <laughs> yeah, I said, you know what? I think honestly, part of it is to do with like the superhero i don't know if it's specifically titled superhero burnout but um i think it's marvel it's burnout case, or maybe marvel burnout in general but it's just the case that um for me it feels like all films before infinity war you could watch again to some extent mm-hmm. um I mean, like the first like Iron Man, for example. I remember watching it happen on DVD, so I watched it like several times over. Um, but then Iron Man two, Iron Man three, not so much. Um, Captain America, Captain America, first Avenger, I watched that a few times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but what I'm trying to say is that basically, the further on we went, mm-hmm. obviously it's been it's been in uh, production what for what, ten years or all of this Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, I can I can definitely see the burnout and I think what Marvel are stuck on doing right now is trying to recapture what they did. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's all like I mean if we think about it, you had individual team, individual people, then coming together, having the film, having a massive fight, yeah, and then having number two, number three. So it means that not only do they have this massive fight, but there's still stuff going on for them individually in the background, and then meet up again in Infinity War Endgame for the final for the final fight right so huge massive things now that it's come to the end of it and you're having to introduce new characters and things like that obviously there's a bit of the magic left gone because a generation of people that a generation of people grew up with right or how do i say this the characters that a generation grew up with over 10 years right are now gone disbanded well what have you Mm-hmm. And now you have a new group of people, so it's finding that balance of reintroducing these people, having making sure they have their own individual stories, mm-hmm. so we get to know more about them, their motivations, etc. And then, then coming together and then sort of um, repeating that process. Yeah. Um, it's not that it's bad; but it's just the execution. That's is, yeah, is all. yeah. Um, I I, I want to hear your thoughts when you see it, because again, yeah, you you yeah. have a little bit more of an understanding of some of the characters. Um, same with like I'll, I'll be curious to see what Stevie and Big T think of this as well um, mm. I don't know man like I, I really hope it's not Marvel fatigue because here's the thing yeah I bet you like even from mm. now as dumb as Fast and Furious 10 is gonna be I'm <sighs> gonna love it it's, yeah you're gonna love it it's gonna be stupid it's probably gonna have a crap storyline but the action and the comedy is gonna make me really, really enjoy it. Whereas um, with the Marvel stuff, I think because we're so used to them having such a high quality of storytelling and emotion and bad guys, that like when we're getting, not necessarily subpar, but when we're not getting as good as what we're used to, we're Mm. just like, "Mm, we expect better from you, Marvel. Like you set the bar, 
you can't now go below the bar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I look forward to hearing what you finally think of it. Um, mm. It should be interesting. I thought it was funny that uh, we, uh, I think Stevie, Stevie or maybe even Marvin or even yourself actually posted a video of someone um, recording the Little Mermaid trailer with the Transformers trailers. Oh yeah, that was me. (laughs) I've heard that that Transformers movie is absolutely terrible. Like it's disjointed, CGI is not great, acting's Mm. poor, like almost everything bad that you can think about a a summer blockbuster, um, I've heard. So I'm praying that whoever the source was or whoever they were listening to, you know, they might have just been having a bad day or, you know, they're just not really into that franchise um, mm. because I'm really looking forward to that movie, man. And I, I really hope that... I'm not expecting to blow my socks off, but I'm at least very hoping to come out on a hype and be like, yeah, I want to see that again. Because uh, I know not everyone loves the Michael Bay Transformers movies, but for mm. me, man, big explosions, big fight scenes, I love it. I can't, I can't get enough. Yeah, rob- robots fighting and exactly, beating the hell out of each other. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, is there? Well, what I will say about the, the about the new Transformers film is that for me, I mean, as soon as it was announced that I knew the characters are going to be in there, I felt, um, I didn't feel as excited for it because, from my knowledge on Beast Wars, it's set in a time before the um, um, modern day Transformers, and it's one of those things where there's a battle between the Predacons and the Autobots and they got sent put in a time rift and then chucked into the future so which is why they acquired their um, animal forms and things like that but in a modern setting obviously changes the story there Um, I know that the Michael Bay Transformers have um, changed a lot of the story around so I'm watching it for what it is Mm -hmm. Um, but it's going to annoy me because I always have that you know that that source of information Um, with the, the old TV series and build the comics that I've read, so um, it, right now it's just a way I just have to watch it and find out for myself yeah. just how just how good or bad it is. Mm, yeah, no, hundred percent. All right, well, again, nice, short, and sweet. Um, come to the end. Uh, hopefully, we can continue. What are we on? On a, on a one week streak now, where we record one week streak every, yeah. every weekend, pretty much. Um, so hopefully yep. we'll get another episode recorded this weekend and uh, we'll continue the streak um, so yeah guys hope you've enjoyed if you have please share with your friends leave us a review on Apple Podcast and um, yeah that helps us with our visibility yeah come to the end alright guys All right. enjoy your bank holiday weekend enjoy your week stay safe out there Martin as always thank you very much for joining me so Martin say bye to the people bye everyone catch you next time alright guys Bye-bye now. Oops. Sorry, I pressed the damn wrong button.